so I, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I'm super excited for this match for the AEW World Championship. But I'm a little surprised and disappointed that it's not Kenny Omega standing across the ring from me right now. Well, you, well you're right, it's not Kenny Omega because I beat his ass at full gear. And actually, if I'm not mistaken, I managed to do it in less than 30 minutes. Oh, yikes. Although to be fair, you're not gonna be wrestling somebody who's gonna dress up as a Ghostbuster on Halloween. I'm coming to kick some ass. And if you guys wanna see cowboy shit, apparently cowboy shit doesn't involve wrestling. I'm out here wrestling every week and you're just out here flapping your gums. So hey, hey, some people celebrate like that. When I won the world championship at WrestleMania, I wrestled the very next day. I wrestled the very next day. Of course, Virginia boos hard work. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay! His mom is named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! You're impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like, like a, a dog. dog. <laughs> oh! Oh! Oh, jinx! Holy shit! How did that actually happen? Here we go. Podcast is like the Poke Kings of the Midwest. We are very big in Sheboygan. Welcome back. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. The Top of Wrestling is here with another brand new episode. Not only a brand new episode, but the go-home show to our, our own season finale next week. I can't believe that this season that began... Christ, I don't even remember. Maybe April? Yeah, it was like April or May that we got this thing going, and here we are nearly, we are 34 weeks later, and it is almost in the books. You know, if you're already here, you know that I am the professor, Mark Fantasia, and I welcome you if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. The more I do it, the faster I get, and we appreciate you guys subscribing, liking, and sharing every time you do. I mentioned Sheboygan. It's a good place. I've been there. I don't know if ODM's been there, but uh, it's because we all talk movies. And last week, we had a movie that was with Steve Martin and John Candy. This week, one of the actors makes an appearance in this movie. But 
Last week's movie was fucking planes, fucking trains, and fucking automobiles. <laughs> hey, I'm already excited to talk about everything we have to this week. We got NWA's final good shit of the year, of the season. I got better at this. The, the first season, I was like, year, year, but it was just seasons. But we got it. It's under control. Nightwing will be here today. We also are going to be taking our trip back to the Monday Night Wars because it is World War Three, three ring, uh, three rings, sixty men, one winner. Also, Raw and Nitro from this week, twenty-five years ago in '96. We also have Bring It to the Table. We got a little bit of AEW. We got some news, ladies and gentlemen. The Doc, ODM. You was here last night too, wasn't you? Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, Little Mo with the gimpy leg, Cheeks, Bony Bob, Cliff. No. God damn you. You took, like, the one I was like, I don't think he's going to go with the smooching Cliff. It wasn't me. I swear. I love you. All right. Hey, man, I'm excited for this week. The good news is that in this movie, well, there's two of them. The first movie, our main person befriends a very, well, a guy that looks like HBK now. (laughs) And in the second movie, basically what I think Becky Lynch is going to become down the road. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, (sighs) that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Thank you. I got bird shit on my head. (laughs) <laughs> it's the only thing she really should have said out loud. All right. Um, welcome to the show. Things are off and running. Now, I, I did mention last week it was the first time of me bringing it up. Now I'm a little more versed as to what the plan is since we talked about it. Everybody, it is our big giveaway. We are heading towards the 100th episode for the top of wrestling. Or, as we like to do it in abbreviation, TOE. Not E with a W. Total line. <laughs> you can look at me. Ooh. Let me tell you something. Man. When I grow up, I'm living alone. Uh, but our big 100th episode giveaway, we are giving away the very first ever Top of Wrestling podcast, real logo, T-shirt. And all you have to do, share an episode, share the show, Share anything that we've ever mentioned on Twitter or Facebook. All I ask, all ODM asks, all we ask, all NWA asks is that you tag us when you do it. We got to see that you are putting in the effort. So um, maybe you guys didn't get the message last week or no one's sharing. So I guess I'll be wearing the shirt next year. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as we do each and every week. Hang on. I'm going to start a new one. WWE releases. It's our new segment. I figured it's just going to be our new thing each and every week. New segment. I mean, it wasn't the best beatbox, but whatever. Yeah, we can work on it. Workshop it. So, uh, were you shocked to see the main name? I mean, some of the no. other ones, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But at this point, John, no. At this Morrison? Point. Yeah. All right. All right. It's funny because I sent a message to you and 
Nightwing. It was Will Smith standing in the empty living room of the Banks household <laughs> in the final episode of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and it said, what Miz is going to be like when he comes back from Dancing with the Stars. Ain't that the truth? Holy shit. So John Morrison, the rest of Hit Row, including Isaiah Scott Swerve, one of your also, uh, was he a cruiserweight champion or North American? One or the other. Uh, North uh, American, in NXT. Believe, yeah. uh, Tegan Knox. Drave Maverick took his second uh, firing in the last year. <laughs> They're not going to capitalize on this angle. <laughs> yeah. And Jackson, I told everybody on Twitter, I'm a racist Riker. All right, let's start with the top. John Morrison. All right. He can go anywhere he wants to, and he'll be fine. Could he show up in AEW? Yeah. Do I think that he will? No. Problem is, Ring of Honor is 100% out of the question now, as we're seeing. I could actually see him going back and maybe becoming Johnny Impact again. I, I think an, an Impact Wrestling debut or re-debut would be in his cards. I, I, I hate to keep saying guys could also go to New Japan because who the fuck are we to be like, hey, we they're not working out in this country. Will you guys take them? We keep saying all these guys will go there and no one has really gone to New Japan. But where do you think Morrison lines up? Where, where do you think he is? I think him and Ty Valkyrie end up going back to Impact. I mean, it's the most logical sense. Uh, makes the most logical sense. Uh, MLW, but really, do you think they'd go to MLW? Mm, I think MLW is definitely a step below right. Impact at this point. And I don't think he's going to so go to I would Japan, say so. You could repackage them. They were, like, known that they were together, but he was still Johnny Impact and doing his thing in impact you could repackage them as you know he was the shaman of sexy or the thursday night delight whatever you want them to be they could be something together and could be a, a pretty cool power duo I, I i'm okay with them going to impact tegan knox i think could help beef up the women's division in aew if i had to request her going anywhere drave maverick this time is not a, a a work. If the first one was or wasn't, I don't care. What bothers me is that John Cena retweeted Drave's new video of him crying in front of the video again with his jerked off tears. And Cena was like, <laughs> this is powerful. And it's like, yo, you don't have to put him over. I, that's cool. I'm okay with Drave Maverick. I think he was already his rock star spud in Impact. Um, he has done nothing in WWE that makes me go, ah, that poor him. I don't really care. I actually think I gave up after Pissing that his pants. time that they brought him back. Well, there's that, too. <laughs> there is that. There's a lot of things I do for money. You don't know. Um, and Jackson Riker. So, uh, no. <laughs> Jackson Riker is a former gunner. The issue is he's knocking it. People are... Okay. They're not going to take him back in Impact, I don't think. He had some problems with the offices there. I don't see him going to AEW because of his historical Twitter past. You don't want to take a chance on that. I, I just say you, you keep clear of a person like that. Other than that, the biggest one that kills me is Hit Row. And I want to bring this up to you. This thought 
came to me and I've been holding it and I didn't write it anywhere. I didn't put it in my phone. And I'm surprised with the amount of things that I do in my life, we'll say, that I actually remembered this ODM. But do you think that now WWE is bringing people up to, they brought a lot of those people up to the main roster like Hit Row so that they have to do a full 90-day stint? Uh, like they learned their lesson <clears throat> after Malachi Black, and they decided, all right, oh, you know what? Let's bring them up to SmackDown and fire them. It's yeah. just an idea. Yeah, it, it, there's certainly a possibility. I, I don't know the logistics, so I'm not going to speculate, but I think that's too clever. Yeah, Vince is a shrewd businessman in the sense that he's heartless, uh, but is he really that cunning when it comes to things like that? Eh, I don't know about all that. And I buy it. All right. I got to say something. For the first time since 1989, I missed Survivor Series. Ah. And I didn't make it a point to watch it. Right. I've been late and watched it a little late or the next morning, whatever the case is. I don't miss Survivor Series because that was my very first ever pay-per-view. 1989. I didn't give a fuck about anything this year. I'm surprised they even had enough people to put a card together. Yeah. But I did see that a giant chunk of the show was Vince McMahon talking about his golden $100 million egg. Here's an idea. Sell the fucking egg and you don't have to get rid of every one of these wrestlers. Okay. Yeah, I get it kayfabe what the fuck are we doing and now someone stole it well it's because of the movie it's a for a movie it's it's all what, a promo is there a movie, a movie called the golden egg no it's called red notice with the rock ryan reynolds and gal Gadot, uh and it's about uh, her being a thief and cleopatra's egg which they're making a prop because the rock's in the movie so yep that's what it's all about that's all it's about it's a promo for a movie oh you know what and it's a Netflix always movie a too. first for our show. I, I stole the Bills thing from you, which obviously this week we don't need to do. Jesus. You know, we steal quotes from each other, but this is the first time I'm going to steal something. Boo! <laughs> Boo you and your fucking Cleopatra egg. Kiss my ass. All yeah. right, let's move on. Uh, did you happen to see? So we talked about just last week how... Will Ospreay is going to take on the winner of Shingo Takagi and Kazuchika Okada for night two. And I said, well, what are you doing for night three? That seems weird. Did you hear what New Japan announced for night three of Wrestle Kingdom this year? I I saw some of the rumblings and I saw a name involved. And it seems to have uh, gotten the attention of a lot of people, that's for sure. Ladies and gentlemen, night three is officially... NJPW versus Noah. Noah. That is, you know what? It's You might as well call this right here the WWE and AEW of America. You're talking two of Japan's greatest promotions, but New Japan has been just that it's the new japan it's the newer guys and they've been putting their promotion together and making a name for themselves for so many years 
but it's a break off of your old school All Japan or Noah. This is the first time we are going head to head, and it is night three of Wrestle Kingdom. That'll most likely, I don't even know what day that lands on this year, but we're going to have to figure it out because I can't fucking wait to watch it. That's awesome. That is how you kick down a forbidden door. Do a whole dual pay-per-view back. I mean, we've had all this time. How has Khan not even put together a dynamite of uh, Impact versus AEW? You know what I mean? Like, why are we not right. doing brand promotion shit like this? This is going to be great. Um, but the last thing uh, that we have in news here, and generally it's news with those OODM, but I kind of filled in all the news this week myself. Well, hang on. I got to say, God damn, I'm having trouble seeing you right now. There's like this weird <laughs> glare that's shining into the camera. Do you want to talk about the, uh, the the thing that you have hanging across your neck? Now, a little bit of gold. A little bit of black. That's a man's color. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't even talk- think that's even part of this week's movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's Kevin Nash's diesel. Yeah, we've been talking about it for weeks. That nice clanging you you hear is the IFW championship title that I picked up yesterday. Crushing it, crushing it. think there were some uh, hurt feelings, some tears might have been spilled, but uh, I got called IPA boy. That was fun. Um, Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I mean, here's the deal. Yeah, you won. Season four Crushed of it. this of this fantasy league, and the rest of us are what the French call les incompetents. <laughs> you beat the living piss out of every one of us. You had like five hundred points. The nearest person was like two sixty. It was ridiculous. Well, by the end of the night, that's it- what happens when you draft. Basically, Roman Reigns, Big E. I mean, you had I don't even know if you had Reigns. I know you had uh, Big E, but Big you, yeah. you, you bit. Biggie was probably your biggest one, which mm-hmm. was smart. Um, you killed it, man. Good for you. He's got Mrs. Tiffany Amber Thiessen and or, as we all like to remember, from the Zack Attack days at Bayside High, Kelly Kapowski. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> the things I used to... Never mind. Yeah, we don't need that. Uh, all right. Uh, what, what can I say? I was living in a fancy place. It was all kids, no parents. It was a fancy orphanage. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Motherfucker said orphanage. My- all right, but let me ask you, did you happen to hear... <laughs> let me ask you, did you happen to hear Dave Meltzer's ratings for... All of Full Gear's matches. Yeah, I, I zoned out Weekly Cornet Reference. I was listening uh, when they were discussing it, and I when I heard Meltzer Star Reviews, I kind of just faded out. So I don't remember off the top of my head what had what, but I know that everything was basically a four- or five-star classic. Minimum four stars. The only one with a four-star was Britt Baker and Ty Conti. I said it was a good match. I didn't say it was four out of five stars. Maybe we need to start doing our own top of wrestling ranking system or rating system because this above five and six stars is getting a little bit ridiculous now. Um, I am absolutely okay that both matches that were four and a half stars, CM Punk and Kingston, 
Ver- and then also the Darby and MJF. Okay. I'm okay with that. Probably could have been fours on those and been all right. But as your buddy Cornette says, and uh, yeah, hint. But as he says, is it better than Brett and Stone Cold? Is it better than Tiger Mask and Dynamite Kid? Yeah, I probably just blew your fucking mind. We'll get into this. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. He, he, yeah, but my point is, is that he's right, hundred percent. The the you're telling me that American Top Team and the Inner oh Circle's stupid bash of a brawl was 4.5 or point, 4.25, whatever the case is. And then you gave Miro and Danielson much of the same, FTR and Lucha Brothers, even with their botched finish. But the most important one is that 4.5 or point, 4.75 stars went to the Falls Count Anywhere match, which was the Young Bucks and... Adam Cole taking on Jurassic Express and Christian. Yo, how much do you love the non-rockers or whatever you want to call them? <laughs> um, I'll even give him a, another weekly corner. The Hardly Boys. <laughs> it's a pretty good fucking name for them. Are you serious? Nearly five stars for that Falls Count Anywhere match? He's a mark. Filler at best. He's a mark. It was, yeah. It, well, guess who else he's a mark for? Last time I'm going to give him a little bit of credit here, maybe. They call him Mr. Twinkle Toes on the Cornet Experience <laughs> or Kenny Olivier. But him and Adam Page drew a 5.25 star ranking match. I 100% from here on out believe. And I don't care what number he gives anybody, unless we're just saying it to mock it. We are done referencing anything Melter does or says. He says people are out of touch. He's full of shit. That dude is out of touch. He is only in touch with Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. That is it. It's ridiculous. There are, I mean, Jesus Christ, sad Corbin probably had a better match than that Falls <laughs> Count Anywhere match. <laughs> Jesus. That being said, let's talk AEW. Did you watch Dynamite this week? Uh, I did not, but I'm glad to see that once again the doctor's prophecy came true a lot faster than I thought You're it would. I, I thought they would have actually, you know, done a slow burn with it, but I mean, hey, I, I have no problem with it. Not even a slow burn, dude. I mean, like within four minutes of the show opening, <laughs> we get a major turn. Go ahead and talk about it. I think yeah. you did a great job, and you called it. Yeah, man. Uh, Adam Page comes out, cuts a really great uh, champ promo. I thought it was good. You know, I definitely saw it. It was good. Uh, and then Danielson comes out. Right. He's weak. It was pretty good. Come on, especially given the shit that he's been doing. Dan- Hang on. Here's my impression of Hangman Page, okay? You know, guys, uh, being being a cowboy shit here, I, I just I gotta say I appreciate that that I'm your AEW World Champion, and I, I <laughs> cowboy shit. I can't. He's not a good promo guy. He sounds like he's just floundering. Not a main guy to me. Give him time. Look what can't happened to Britt Baker. Look what happened to Britt Baker. You know what though? I think he, I really feel like this. When I used to like 
Adam Page. Do you know why I liked him so much in Ring of Honor? Because he didn't talk. He was heel. Oh, okay. He, <laughs> and too, probably. But he was heel. It's the stupid smiling. He's the male Ronda Rousey in that ring right now in front of Dark Order. Yeah. I'd rather see Evil Uno have a conversation on the mic at this point. Go ahead. Yep, absolutely. So Danielson comes out, and I think Danielson's promo is even better because typically the heels promo is better. Um, basically just calling out, you know, Daniel or uh, Paige in the Dark Order, but my favorite part, he says, when I won the title at WrestleMania, I defended it the next night, and holy shit, you want instant heat in AEW? Just say, when I was in WrestleMania, that's all it took. That's all it took. And basically he started, that was that was a great line. He started with one that I thought was, I, once he did the WrestleMania one, I was like, ooh, ooh, okay. But the one I thought was the best thing to do to make yourself look like the most dickish heel. Look at, tell me, did Danielson do heel tactics or did he just come out and be an asshole? Yeah, I mean, in the eyes of the fans, he's going to be a heel. But I think he was, yeah, he well. No, I think being he was being a, a sarcastic him, but, yeah. asshole. But what I'm trying to say is, man, you know, I congratulations. I mean, I thought it was going to be Kenny Omega, and I'm a little bit disappointed, but <laughs> that's cool. Wow, what a bitch slap right to Adam Page's face. Adam did, Page had a good comeback, though. He goes, you know what? I beat him in less than 30 minutes. Oh, I'm not going to lie. As soon as he said that, I go, ooh. I'm like, shit. And it kind of bothered me that he said that because I go, well, now you just made him look weak. Fuck. I'm like, because that was true. You did beat, not, you didn't make Danielson yeah. look weak, but it's like, <sighs> you did beat him in under 30 minutes. You're 100% right. I Either way, hot, hot segment. The crowd was going nuts because you didn't say this. We are in Norfolk. We are in hangman's town we are in his state there are a bunch of cowboy shit signs or congrats adam page signs best place you could have had brian danielson turn heel and it's not like he did anything majorly heel like it's not like he came out and hit you with a championship he just came out and just talked shit from the very beginning Almost like he's been a heel for several weeks and you didn't know it. He just came out talking shit, right? Like, you would consider that. You're like, wow, that's a really weird turn, though. But go back and hear every one of his promos. It's not like, I'm here for you, the fans, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, man, I'm here to wrestle, blah, blah, blah. But then when it comes down to the shit, man, that, that title's mine and I'm taking it. it. It was, I think they did a great buildup. I, I said last week and I'm going to go back on it. We're using Adam Page as a transitional champion. I could absolutely 100% see Adam Page takes the win on the first match. Danielson doesn't get the the championship until the second. I think this is going to be a long, drawn-out process. But I'm excited because Brian Danielson, a heel Brian Danielson, take your time and go to YouTube, watch some old Brian Danielson, you uh, heel in Ring of Honor. Anytime a guy is laying on the ground, that's a face. And the crowd's booing him. Yeah, well now he's gonna get his fucking head kicked in. Nothing better than a heel, Brian, uh, <laughs> Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson. So, 
Hats off to you, man. You and I, we're on a roll, man. We just keep calling one thing or another, left and right. This one was yours this week. Congrats to you. There we go. You ain't no kindergartner. <laughs> well, it was a good transition because in the promo, he says he's going to destroy everybody in the Dark Order, and he's starting with Pizzeria Uno, who does, you know, gets a few spots <laughs> in, but ultimately Danielson just beats the shit out of him, so that's what we expect. Uh, this is where we get our backstage MJF post-match promo. He was pretty fired up, which was cool to see. Uh, it was good to see. It was right after the Darby Allen match and, that they recorded it. It's backstage. He's right. still wearing Darby's paint, sweaty, red chest, all beat up. <coughs> Fucking fiery promo. Just something different out of MJF. It wasn't just the cocky, I'm better than you, and you know it. It was more of the... I'm proving myself what else do you guys need kind of promo. It was really, really good promo. I loved it. Yep, good shit. Uh, Darby now looks like he's going to be feuding with the guns. Is that accurate? Uh, So, yeah, that that was the weirdest thing is that the follow-up is Darby being like, you know, MJF, you didn't break me mentally, and we will meet each other one day down the road. And he goes, and I want to face AEW's biggest and baddest. And in walks, <laughs> I'm an ass, ass man. man. <laughs> what? Are you shitting me? Yeah, ass man walks in and says, I'll fight you. And they fought on Rampage this past Friday, so we'll get to that. It was just weird. The biggest and baddest of, I would have been fine with a butcher blade coming out. Speaking of, speaking about excellent use of a great wrestler, the Butcher and Blade lose in a match to Orange Cassidy and Tamahiro Ishii. How, how, how do you put, I know we talked about it last week, but why are Orange and Tamahiro together on a team? I don't know, man. I don't know. The only it, it, thing I can guess is Tamahiro was on his way over to face Moxley. And Moxley Maybe. went to rehab. Yeah, could be. But they already did it And they it with, said, uh, well, yeah. would you like to be freshly squeezed? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a waste. It's a waste. This guy had some classic. In the history of this show, for the first time, we both had to stop and just take a drink. Wow. Yep. Both just got thirsty for beer. All right. By the way, man, I saw a picture of your ex-girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> There you go. Nyla Rose moved on in the TBS tournament thanks to Serena Deeb. So the Deeb and Sheeta feud will continue. And my favorite part of the night. All right. MJF comes out to the ring already proclaiming, you know, with the four pillars or pillows of wrestling (laughs) going over you know his wins and how he is supposed to be the next in line for a champion and there's nobody that's as best as he can that was a really bad version yeah don't ever do that again go fuck yourself (laughs) look it look it I, i you're a fucking trout sniffer. All right, here's the deal. 
CM Punk comes to the ring. This man lays pipe bombs. This man gets on the mic and he speaks anthems when he talks. Crowd is already chanting. This is awesome because now we are officially getting, well, the, probably the beginning of a feud that we've been wanting to see. And right before MJF goes to talk, the crowd starts chanting, shut the fuck up. So he doesn't talk. Everybody wants to hear punk. And he just goes, kind of the old Dolph Ziggler. Hi, I'm Dolph Ziggler. He just goes, hi, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, or however he says it. Punk grins, laughs, leaves the ring. Perfect. Oh, my God. Best minute or two of television in wrestling all month. That right there just got me. Well, no, I uh, Punk and Kingston was pretty badass, but... That right there just got me excited. You could do a year-long feud with these guys, keep it going. I mean, trade victories, anything you want to do. This is going to be a great feud. Punk didn't say shit. That makes MJF look weak, right? In a small way. Not not, not in a way of like, oh, wow, it's killing his character. I mean, like, it makes heel MJF Look weak. He punked so now him. MJF is gonna have to up his game. He, he punked, punked him. him. Pun intended. God damn. I like that. See to me, I think MJF, he's just a little bit of a flemwad. Take it easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> He'll pee the bed. <laughs> hey man, you ever been to France? Do French babes shave their pits? But they got new beaches, right? No, for three reasons. <laughs> a, I'm not that lucky. Two, we use smoke detectors. And D, we run the most boring podcast in the whole United States of America where nothing even remotely dangerous will ever happen. Period. Wow, you, you stole another one from me. You're on a roll this week. That's probably the most on you've been when it comes to stealing some of these. But that's all right. To finish off the rest of Dynamite, Dante Martin and Leo Rush defeat the Acclaimed. And I like, uh, you know, the Acclaimed every week coming to the ring with a rap. Makes you just a touch yeah, cringed. Like um, afterwards, Team Taz still trying to bring in Dante Martin. Now I have an issue with this show. Hang on, I'm sorry. I had an issue with Ishii being tagged up with Orange, but that's another day. Sammy Guevara defeats Jay Lethal on Lethal's first match in AEW for the TNT title. I'm fine if you want to retain. But did Le- I don't know if Lethal should have lost on his very first match. It's a tough one to book. You know, there's really no, I mean, the only other thing you really do is a schmaz, which, I mean, everybody can see that coming a mile away. So, shouldn't have really booked the match in the first place. You could have built to it. That I totally agree. Um, but that's how we go off the air. Rampage, Darby Allen beats the biggest guy in AEW, Billy Gunn. Jade Cargill advances in the TBS tournament against uh, Red Velvet. Hmm. And somehow, half of Undisputed Era loses to Jurassic Express. The good news is that Kenny Omega is going out for a while with some injuries. And yep. it looks like Surgery. Adam Cole is going to take over. 
Yeah, and it looks like Adam's going to take over a little bit with the Elite. I think we're bringing in Bobby Fish. I think this could be kind of cool. I'm excited about this. But Dynamite tonight, as well as Rampage, both from Chicago. Brian Danielson, last week after his match beating that Pizzeria Uno, ends up challenging another member of Dark Order, Chicago's own Colt Cabana. Punk will be taking on Cutie Marshall. Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hayter will take on each other for the TBS tournament title thingy bobber. And Pac, Cody, and the Lucha Brothers will take on Malachi, Andrade, and FTR in an eight-man who-gives-a-fuck match. Yeah. Does Punk come to the aid of Cabana? No. They're staying away from each other as much as they can. K Faber, shoot. Both. Because, Man, because I, it's, it's too early. They've both got their own thing. First of all, Cole Cabana's a nothing in this company. He's the lowest of the low. That's not an insult on him. It's just the way it is. CM Punk is top tier. You've already got him angling with MJF. Nothing should get in the way with that. Don't try to intersperse anything with it. And we've got a heel Danielson. Now, eventually, Dan Danielson and Punk are going to meet up. But, again, don't rush it because they're each doing their own thing right now. I do want to say to you, man, uh, wearing that championship belt the way you are, you can get beat up for wearing something like that. I had a friend who got nailed once because there was a rumor he wore Kurt Angle's medals. Just bring it, bitch! Oh, my gosh! God. Ooh, a little kick in the dick on that boy's birthday. All right. Uh, hey, man, this week, it's Bring It to the Table, and I am excited to tell you something. You probably picked it up already. You see it says JC. No, I'm not talking about Jesus. Uh, I like him very much. <laughs> nope, I'm talking about the Cornette experience. Had to drive the RV. That's right, man, I'm in Florida. That's right. Guess the ding-dang-dong. I'm in Florida, and that's where I had to drive the RV for several hours, and I said, I need something to listen to. Well, we have so many fucking weekly cornet uh, podcast drop. Hang on, what do you call it? Our reference, weekly cornet references. Maybe I should listen to his show. I don't like to listen to other people's shows because I'm afraid that I'm going to steal some of their stuff. And I caught it already earlier talking about dynamite. I was like, fuck, I can't, I, I got to stop listening to Cornette. Yeah, but already. it's echoing an opinion. One week right? and I'm already talking about his stuff. Yeah, but I, I like experiencing talking about her stuff. Then I'll maybe listen to other people, but sure. I can't because I don't want him to persuade me. And I was like, you're right. Sammy shouldn't have taken that dive off that top rope and went through the table. But <laughs> that, see, now he called that out. That wasn't a problem to be in the match. And I, exactly. But. I did listen to Cornette this week, and it was really at the melter part that I was just cracking up when he kept calling him Kenny Omega Twinkle Toes, calling Twinkle Toes McFinger Hardly Boys. He he calls Phoenix Felix. Uh, he calls one of the one of the uh, Penta's Hardly Penthouse. <laughs> one of the Hardly Boys. He calls a uh, Pie Face <laughs> and Balding Buck. <laughs> oh my god, the balding buck. Yep. Uh look, I don't want to promote other people's podcasts, but Jimmy's pretty funny. His other guy, I could kind of give her uh, give or take with sometimes. He's all right. I like but him. I like him. Yeah. 
it was funny. He's like, you tell me to watch a Hikaru Shida match. He goes, no, no, no. I said, you got to watch it with D. He goes, and I watch her fucking match. <laughs> I love how much he just hates everything. It's just great to listen to him. He's still the same, you know, bitter old bastard. And I don't know. I feel like I have my own bitter old bastard in you when working with you. And it's not that you're taking his references. I feel like you just are that you're the same as him. You, you, you're just as bitter sometimes. Yeah, I'm pretty fucking bitter. Well, aren't we all? That's true. I think we all have a little bit of motherfucker in us. <laughs> all right, man, what are you bringing to the table this week? My inner motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Uh, so this is, you know, just some random shit that I came across. You know, we've been talking about Piper a lot in the Monday Night Wars, his resurgence. Uh, we're definitely going to be talking more about him on this episode, but... Uh, came across an old clip from Politically Incorrect back in the day. For those of you who don't remember, it was a show on ABC uh, led by Bill Maher. I'm a big Bill Maher fan. He can definitely be a twat and an idiot sometimes, but I just think he's funny uh, all around. Again, so. can't we all? Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Motherfucker! Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it was an old Politically Correct episode, and it was WCW Superstars. It was Medusa... It was Roddy Piper, it was Sting, uh, and, and street clothes and no paint, uh, and Bobby Heenan. Uh, you know, and Bill Maher's just kind of being a dick. And, Medu- you know, at one point Medusa's like, yeah, I do find that insulting. And Sting's trying to say something and fucking all of a sudden. Because they're talking about, you know, it is, re- you know, yeah, it is scripted, it is choreographed. He's like, but when a chair hits you, that's not fake. He's like, when you take a back bump from the top, that's not fake. Piper just gets up unzips his pants medusa's yes. grabbing him trying to stop him he shrugs her off just drops his drawers and pulls up his underwear to show him where he got his a hip replaced starts showing off his wrist and he's just talking about these injuries and he just goes off on a rant and he goes and he goes he goes owen hart dead he goes why don't you go tell mrs hart that you think it's fake and then they they cut ahead and my favorite part is Pilmar goes, uh, I don't drop my pants and show my underwear to other guys. And Piper just laughs and goes, isn't that how you got the job? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last time Roddy Piper ever did Fantastic. an interview with Bill Maher. <laughs> so anyway, it's a whole episode and it's cool because it's basically them just standing up for their business. Uh, but Piper fucking just is quiet, but then he just fucking mouths off and just shuts him down. So, yeah. It was I really do cool. remember Check that interview. I, I, I don't remember that last line. I do remember the the dropping the pants part. I do remember him doing that and being like, oh, you got an issue? And I remember uh, Medusa or Lundra Blaze being like, yo, come on, Roddy. Like, this easy, man. This is the shit that gets you fired. But Roddy don't care, man. Roddy is about Roddy. Roddy's the guy I wish I could just shake his hand. Like, obviously, he can't now. But like, just shake his hand and be like, you, sir, are everything I wish I could be. <laughs> like, a true badass, but also you don't give a fuck about it, what, what anything. You know what I mean? Like he had no problem putting Vince under the bus or anybody else. If he told everybody like it was, I, I just heard a, a recent interview that between Flair and him one night, Flair has made so much money and Piper took a certain amount of money and a plate of Coke. And he was like that. I'll make the work, man. <laughs> Piper's a good dude, but it's funny that you mentioned the, uh, that whole segment right there of defending your uh, the company that reminds me of a time that Vader 
thought he could do it in Kuwait to some uh, announcer and grabbed him and didn't realize that the country was going to hold him captive and he wasn't able to come back. <laughs> That's a good one. That's going to come down the road really soon. Actually, very soon in our Monday Night Wars. Um, that's some good stuff. Go and look at announcers telling a wrestler it's fake. Just YouTube that. Uh, wrestlers being told it's fake or whatever. Well, there's a whole Randy dark Orton side. Randy his mind on a guy. I thought Randy, this was when Randy was like 2008, 2009 in full-blown anger management problems kind of shit. I was like, oh, that poor little announcer died. Oh, no. <laughs> like, they don't show you the end of this clip. <laughs> Hey, by the way, ODM, I don't know if I told you, but today I took a shower, washed every part of my body with actual soap, including all major crevices, including in between my toes and my belly button and my taint, which never did before, but kind of enjoyed. Yeah, well, Santi, don't visit funeral homes, little buddy. Nobody in the whole building but us, Nightwig. Wing. Eh? It's Night Wing. Really? Guess I was thinking of that goofy mullet you used to have. Yeesh, that was like a whole decade of bad hair days. This is such good shit. Hey everybody, this is Nightwing, and this is my final one of the season. So, first of all, I want to thank everybody for their continued support. I'm glad to be uh, doing this, and I'm hopeful that I'll be a part of this continuing forward. So, let me get right into it. I've been talking about the good shit all this season. Now, I kind of got to vent a few frustrations, and my, most of my frustrations are with WWE, especially the NXT brand. The reason I say that is because NXT was very familiar to, you know, post-Attitude Era or Ruthless Aggression, maybe a little Attitude Era, it just kind of had some grit to it. Now we're getting the cartoony characters, and we're getting the bright sets and all the true PG Era stuff coming back at it, and that's why NXT was so so familiar and that's why we loved it so much so i don't care if a wrestler uses theme gear themed ring gear that looks like one of their favorite comic book characters or video game characters i'm not gonna say that cosplay wrestling stuff like cornet but I, I actually like to see a little bit of their real personality come out and i understand you can't always do that when you're in character but that's actually something that i like but it's kind of been throwing away or going away and I don't know the next thing about it is we didn't have them playing with our intelligence in NXT before and now they are because everybody in a mama knows the lineage of Braun Breaker they're referencing them promos they're, his ring music is a remix of of the Scott Steiner's TNA music I just it's like we're not that dumb I mean are you really going to move him up to the main roster and then finally make him a Steiner? Or what are we doing? Because I just don't know. I mean, wow. The next thing I got to mention are these releases. And I understand they're talking about budget cuts. Now, now that they're back on the road, they're back doing live shows, all this kind of stuff. I understand during COVID they had to deal with some hard times. But even now, they're just cutting people left and right. I think I saw some count up that said 2021 wwe re released over 80 wrestlers that's just ridiculous like how 
I'm like, where is the roster? I mean, everybody can't go. And obviously, we all know that Ring of Honor is is ending their promotion or trying to revamp a little bit of their promotion after Final Battle. They're hoping to come back. But that's a lot more free agents on the market. We obviously, everybody can't go to AEW. I mean, I hope the Briscoes do. If anybody goes to AEW, I want the Briscoes to be there. But they have a lot of talent there, too, that where are these guys going to go? Are they going to do TNA? I mean, I've heard that PWG might be getting a cable syndicate show. I've also heard that NWA might be getting a better deal for their um, television deal. But, hell, I've even heard that New Japan might be making an America's show and some of those guys could possibly be going over there. But that's kind of a lot of rumor mill stuff. None of that stuff is verified. So there's a lot of unemployed people, a lot of unemployed people out there that have entertained us for years that we all have opinions about. They've all made us feel good or feel bad based on what they had to do. And it's just sad to see that all these people are now unemployed. So anyway, guys, I will see you guys after the new year. That's your good shit. Nightwing. Dude, thank you. Another excellent season. Another year of good shit. We appreciate it. Now look it, man. The thing I love about it is that you like to roll with the punches. How do we know you like to roll with the punches? Because the very first thing you ever put in is you called us the peaked in high school jocks or Still all that shit on to that, that you decided to t- <laughs> uh, You think? <laughs> Nightwing! We're going to forget our manners! <laughs> that was a good promo. Anyway, um, so sometimes you have some good shit. Sometimes your shit that's good, I got to fuck with. Just a touch. First, I'm not going to fuck with the first part. You're right, man. Way too many releases. It's making it uh, unwatchable. I don't even know if they could do a full-blown 20 or a full-blown 30 man and 30 woman Royal Rumble come January. I really, that's not even sarcastic. I'm like, how do you even yeah. put that together? It's, you don't have much left. Uh, but that being said, the other part that you do bring up, okay, I do have an issue with Champa bringing up Bron Beaker, or whatever his name is, bringing up his Uncle Scotty's TNA promo of the math thing. That, you know, they say, with you, they know say this is Scott's brother. <laughs> but my nephew has a 33rd and a chance. Wait, that's the point. You're going to bring that up from another company, but you're not willing to capitalize and say at all that this dude's fucking name is Steiner. Yeah. I have an issue with it. I don't know why that bothers me. A lot. All I want is Champa, Gargano, and O'Reilly to get the fuck out of that pink logoed pink arena looking like it's done in Mall of America's food court <laughs> NXT. I want that shit out of there. I want my boys out of there. Pete Dunn, if you can get it out of there too. Same to you, my man. Seriously. Um, I, I, but other than that, good shit this year, man. Good, good shit. Nightwing, we have some ideas next season. We're going to be one thing for sure that is going to be returning, no doubt, is Nightwing's good shit. So you can always look forward to that at least every other episode for sure. 
Now, before we head into the Monday Night Wars, can I ask you a question, ODM? Sure. Is this two spr- is this is this toothbrush approved by the American Dental Association? God damn it, I fucked up. <laughs> Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Where we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're gonna get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! Beat Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Have a nice day! Well, this cat we're talking about, I wonder who could be. Cause oh, I'm the heaviest cat, the heaviest cat you ever did see. What are you doing in here, little jerk? <laughs> oh no. Fuck, it's a pervert. <laughs> Look what you did, you Let little jerk. Let me start jerk. that over. I got to start that over. Ah, oh, fuck it. Keeping it. We're live, pal. God damn it. King of the cool jerk. That's right. I got the little jerk part, but it's supposed to be, get out of here, you nose know, little pervert. pervert. I'm going to slap you silly. Uh, did you ever think that you could just fool a bunch of people with an inflatable clown in a shower and people are like that's a real guy yeah right that conveniently pointed as he was saying you get out of here see the i don't think he was doing it in spanish see oh you meant like s-e-e not s-i yeah, yeah. wow yeah you sure you don't want to re-record this nope because i keep drinking and it's gonna get worse ladies and gentlemen it is monday night wars 1996 last week wwf gave us their pay-per-view in the survivor series and this week all hands were on deck for wcw's world war three 60 men three ring (laughs) one winner and several other matches but we also got raw we got nitro take it away yeah why is it world war three when they had the same thing last year shouldn't it be world war four ah i see what you did there just saying touche anyway yeah okay well if we're really gonna be all right uh let's go back to the other night WWE said it is the 25th anniversary of The Rock's uh, debut at Madison Square Garden. His 25th anniversary would be the of 1997, because you you celebrate the anniversary each first anniversary, year. Yeah. Well, they did kind of like wrestling. last. Uh, 25, motherfucker. <laughs> the whole time while in the crowd, everybody who was near me, everybody was like, 
yeah, it's not the anniversary, man. It's the 24th anniversary, <laughs> but it was really stupid, man. But yes, same thing. You should have went World War Five, Six, Seven. Yeah. You know what's funny is the only thing that number wise WWE got right was the what was it eighth wonder of the world was Andre and the ninth wonder was China. That's the only time they've ever actually decided to go in the right order with something. Other than that, they're not good with numbers. Not so much. They're not no good with numbers. No good. They're what the French call lazy competent. You use oh, that by one the way, already. You know, I know, but it worked again. Sometimes if a line works twice, it works. Hey, by the way, do you know what WWE backwards is spelled? Ew. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. World War Three, four. Norfolk, Norfolk, Virginia. <laughs> November twenty the fourth. Uh, open up with Rey Mysterio versus, and God damn it, they still do it. They can't decide if it's Ultimate or Ultimo Dragon because the promo the package and the announcer all say Ultimo Dragon. Yep, with Sonny Ono. Uh, Ray's got the pretty cool-ass uh, Spider-Man gear in this match. I kind of liked it. Uh, Dragon actually wins. Uh, you know, you have to remind yourself that Ray's still, you know, early in his career here. Uh, Dragon wins. It's a, It was a cool spot. Um, Ray tried to do his uh, Rana, uh, springboard Rana, and uh, Ultimate Dragon catches him, kind of springboards him back off the ropes into a powerbomb. Nice little spot. Uh, Ultimo Dragon gets the win. Uh, we get Mean Gene in the locker room. Uh, they do a quick promo for the website. Uh, we got an interview with DDP. Uh, they start talking about Bischoff, his neighbor. DDP says he doesn't care. He's focused on World War Three, And he walks away, and Gene goes, did he answer my question? I don't know. <laughs> you got to love I, Mean Gene. I kind of like that you kind of call that out because that does happen all so often where they're like, it doesn't matter, and they go on their own little tangent. Did he even answer my question? <laughs> I like that. Good job, Gene. Yeah. Nope, they didn't. Uh, next, the match of the night. Nick Patrick <laughs> nope, versus <they> didn't. <laughs> Jericho. Uh, uh, Nick Patrick is in straight Kenny Power form right here. Uh, doesn't get any stronger than this. Still has the neck brace. Um, this week on the Peacock, they went back to Jericho's original music. I don't know if they did that in WCW or somebody when they started dubbing these. They're like, yeah, we shouldn't use that. Uh, but whatever. Uh, so obviously, uh, we'll find out as shit. each week happens. Yeah, right. Uh, Jericho's got his hand uh, tied behind his back, uh, and it begins exactly how you think it was. Just Patrick just powdering time after time after time. Uh, at one point, Long gets into the ring, and uh, him and Patrick start shoving each other. Um, yeah, man, uh, Patrick gets in a lot more offense than I would have let, but whatever, that's fine. Uh, and what I liked was. Jericho won with a super kick, not something he typically would win with or even necessarily use a lot in his matches, but since he's got one hand behind his back, he can't do the walls and he can't do the lion salt. So, super kick. Kind of liked it. It was really the only good thing to come out of this match. But, as you expect, Jericho A wins. little foreshadowing because he has that match with Michaels at WrestleMania 19. He's like, in all my life, I, I idolized you and made my career after you. They probably couldn't use the WCW shit at that time, but that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, he got his shit in. Uh, we announced team saying Piper's in the building. Uh, they bring up again that Piper is the only one Hogan hasn't beat, and they're hyping up the match. Uh, they show uh, Bagwell on the WCW website chat, uh, as usual, with a nerd with him because the wrestlers can't type themselves. Uh, <laughs> we, they can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we got Gene out on the ramp with Ric Flair. I still got the arm in the sling and basically just calling out the NWO. And it's great because he's mid-promo, and then he just stops, and he backs up, and he struts. It was fucking great. He just stops mid-sentence. Hilarious. All right. Next, we get a return grudge match. I have no fucking clue what that means. Is that like another way to say rematch grudge match? I don't know. Uh, it's Jeff Jarrett versus Giant. It's a regrudgeable match. Sure. We'll go with that. Uh, stings in the rafters, and uh, towards the end of the match, he comes down from the catwalk. Uh, what I didn't li- I could see why it would catwalk. be cool, but it was something I didn't On like. On the catwalk, yeah. Uh, sorry. Wow. Okay. I, you know, that would have been a good spot for a boo, but maybe we can put it in there and post. Uh, he was getting, es- Sting was getting escorted by the police <laughs> down <laughs> the stairs, and I kind of didn't like it. It, it, Wait, it, it just say seemed, that again. Sting was being escorted by the police? Like so the whole band was Sting with him? Sting was making his way down to ringside, but the police, you know, they wanted to keep the fans off of him. So it just looked too stagey, right? It looked too, I don't know. I just, right over your fucking head. Yeah, I'm no, so I'm just trying to read the results. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. <laughs> you said Sting came down with the police. The joke writes itself, Stu- Stuart brother. Copeland, yeah, no, Stuart Copeland wasn't there. Okay. <laughs> so they weren't worrying about every breath that he took and every step he took. Well, I didn't realize. Let's move Boo! on. Come on. That's a good one. Boo you for not getting it. Like I said, I didn't Go look in the it. mirror in your bathroom. We'll all wait. We'll put this podcast on hold. Go in the mirror, look in the bathroom. Or go in the bathroom, look in the mirror right now, and boo yourself. I mean, I can see myself in the screen anyway, so it's, you know, I can just do it that way. Oh, uh, so you're seeing what I'm seeing. All right. Yes, I can see what you see. Giant wins with a choke slam. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sting hit Jeff Jarrett with another death drop, too, before that. I do like that. All right. Here was probably the spot of the night, I think. Uh, it wasn't even a match. Uh, we get the bagpipes. Piper comes out. He's got the contract in his hand. There's a big, long table in the ring with this really horrible plaid tablecloth. Like, I think they were trying to get to look like a kilt. And Piper goes, he goes over and he kind of rubs it and he looks at the ring announcer and he kind of just shrugs like, yeah, I guess it's good enough. (laughs) It was fucking great. I mean, I think we got this from someone's park uh, lunch today, but cool. All right. (laughs) Uh, He calls out Hogan. Uh... But instead, Bischoff, DiBiase, and Vincent come out. Uh, Bischoff says, Hogan's too busy looking at movie scripts. He's got a couple new movie scripts that just came in. Hogan gave Did you Bisch- hear what... Uh, did you Did you hear what Roddy opened up, though, with his lines? He goes, I've been waiting for you all my life. I'm your man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm surprised it took this long. <laughs> For me to sing that song? Yeah. Oh, my I, God. You didn't even do it during the uh, Bring It to it's the so Table. It's so weird huh? how often it just comes in my head that we're just the breakdown. The I've been waiting for you all my life in a kill. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Ah, that's fine. Uh, Hogan. Should I just really get all the other shit out of the way right now? Like singing Double J yeah, and talk about it. Elda Montoya we'll and Hugh Morris? Medley. All right, move on. <laughs> Medley. <laughs> All right. 
Piper is in full form because Vincent gets all up in his face. Piper immediately points at him, puts his finger on his chest, and says, "I taught you how. I taught you how to fight. Get out of my way." <laughs> that was pretty yep. badass. Um, he just runs down Bischoff for a while. Uh, Piper says, "I'm done with you, Hogan. Get your ass out here, Hogan." Rest of the NWO comes out. Uh, Hogan says, "Hey, why don't you show everybody your hip?" And Piper's face just kind of goes blank. And he says, show him your hips. So he kind of lifts up the one side of his kilt. And he's like, no, no. And he grabs him. He lifts it up. And you can see the massive incision from where he had his hip replaced. So, obviously, uh, (laughs) Hogan says, you know, I don't normally pick on cripples. (laughs) There's not... Some the some heat is just old fashioned and will always be good old fashioned heat. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of them. Hundred uh, percent. Hogan slaps Piper's chest and Piper just clocks him. Um, they just hold him up so Hogan can beat on him. Piper still goes back back after Hogan and this time they take a chair to Ho- or to Piper's uh, hip. But Hogan, it was obviously discussed prior where Roddy's like, "Yeah, man, you can do it," but. You better be gentle with that shit because this ain't no joke. Because Hogan literally did the softest chair hit I've ever seen in my life. He was like. No, there, there's a good comp okay. out there. Hogan is not known for swinging a fucking chair. Yeah, well, he always, like, as soon as he gets to the person, he's like, God, I want to be the one that kills him and hesitates. Uh, he's not exactly a, a great swinger. But, yeah, it, we, we had a piper down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, we did. Uh, the best part about it, though, <laughs> the best part about it was uh, Piper sold it well. You could tell he still wanted to fight, but he just couldn't stand up. Uh, and he limped his way back. And as soon as he went through like the little curtain, he collapsed. Just thought it was a nice little touch. Uh, still showing how tough he is. And uh, yeah, so it was pretty good. Good segment. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, this is was uh, basically one of those matches where you're just watching the match to get to the payoff. It was the amazing French Canadians with Colonel Parker versus Harlem Heat with Sherry. And if Harlem Heat wins, Sherry gets Colonel Parker for five minutes. Uh, the Canadians set up this elaborate spot. They put... And I don't even know why they put the... Okay, so they put one of the ring steps in the corner of the ring. Then they take a table, they lay it flat on top of the top turnbuckle. Then they take another set of ring steps and they put that on top of the table. So one of the guys is on the bottom set of steps, the other one's on top of the steps that's on top of the table, and he's supposed to launch him into like a flip to land on, to senton on the, on the guy in the middle of the ring, which after all that they obviously miss, and Harlem Heat gets the win. <laughs> um... So, you know, everybody pops because they want to see Sherry go after Colonel Parker. Uh, she cold cocks him, bangs his head, you know, does like the five count uh, into the turnbuckle, uh, throws him over the top, then throws him into one of the other rings because there's three rings set up because of World War Three, And throw after she gets him in the ring, she fucking gets on the top rope and hits a lariat. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. She hit a splash. Then she hit a lariat. Dusty starts freaking out. She clotheslined him. She clotheslined him. <laughs> There's nothing better than a good announcer selling what's happening. Dude, <laughs> Sherry can go and oh, I yeah. love that she was still doing shit like this even in 96. Yep. Yep, it all looked good. So, there you go. Um next we get a promo for Starcade. 
Uh, and this time it's a bunch of angry elves, like Santa's elves, but they're yep. all angry and destroying stuff. So, yeah, excited for that one. Makes me want to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. Makes me want to go buy rubbers right now. Uh, next we get Mean Gene <laughs> with Luger. Uh, Gino's on the hotline, uh, rumoring that another star is going to be coming to WCW in the near future. Uh, we get a recap. Fake of the Diesel s- and Fake Razor are going to yeah. come over there. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, and they're going to join in a new stable with Stang. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> the own. <laughs> this shit just writes itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, let's not give Vince any ideas. Um, yeah, so they're just it's Luger talking about Stang. Uh, next, we get Malenko versus Psychosis for the Cruiserweight title, and Malenko retains. I'm sorry. Starting to get burned out on these Cruiserweight fights. Uh, all right, yeah. So next, we get, uh, you know, what we figured it would be. It's the Faces of Fear versus Nasty Boys and the Outsiders uh, for the tag titles. Triangle match. Um, you know, and it's pretty much what you expect. Uh, in the end, Hall gets a hold of Jimmy Hart's megaphone and hits knobs in the head with it. Nash hits the power bomb. Boom, they retain. Not much, else, not much else to discuss. World and it War keeps III. Faces of Fear strong. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, you, you'd think that, but it's just not unfortunate. Yeah, and you got it wrong, by the way. It's World War Four. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yes, that's correct. World War Four, but three. Uh, so I'm not <laughs> going to go over, you know, the first 50 people getting eliminated. Um you know, they, they tease some things. But Yo, I don't give a fuck if you go over the first 58 getting eliminated. <laughs> what happened? All right. Well, it's a long well, fucking match, dude. Yeah. We end up uh, basically with a face-off NWO versus WCW. We've got Hall, Nash, Giant, Six versus Luger. Not versus, but in the ring with Luger, Mysterio, DDP, Regal, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie goes out first. Um, dude, Giant did some impressive shit here. He picks up Rey Mysterio with one hand and has him pressed up in the air like a flat body press and tosses him out. It was fucking impressive. Yeah. Very impressive. Had him by like sternum. Yeah. Yeah. Like like with a, one hand. Like, like a server plate. Like you yep. have fucking drinks to pass around or something. Yeah. Yeah. But Ray's so small he was like, cool, this is like a giant <laughs> little uh surfboard I could just hang on, man. This is, he was just dangling <laughs> off of it. All right, probably covered most of his chest. Yeah, um, yeah. So DDP goes out next. And Regal goes out next. We're left with the NWO <laughs> versus Luger, uh, and naturally, you know, uh, it's what you expect. Luger just about clears house, uh, but as he eliminates Nash, he gets thrown out by the Giant, and the Giant wins, basically implying that Hogan doesn't have to defend his title. Yep, good implication, but. Look, uh, kayfabe, pal, we have one episode left for the season. We have to, unfortunately, we got to take a break at some point. You know what I mean? We got to recharge our our batteries, get shit ready for the next season. But we're going to miss December. And what sucks is it's a a, a couple minutes ago. We talk about the elves in the in the commercial. And I go, who would buy that? It makes me want to buy that. Starcade 1996 is the one and only pay-per-view that I ever got from WCW because it was Hogan and Piper headlining. To me, I was like, I got it because I was a WWF guy at the time, you know? I mean, I was still dabbling for WCW, but seeing some of this, I was really into this. 
So I'm sad we're not going to get to talk about that, but the very first episode of Season 4, we will go back into history and talk about what we missed with the 1996 December time there. Um, But it is funny because we are going to... Might as well just kind of cut into it anyway, not like we're going to spoil anything. We're going to see a little bit of that where Giant is like hanging behind Hogan being like, you know, but I kind of am the money in the bank winner. <laughs> you know, it's not really money in the bank, but it's kind of that whole thing, you know. All right. Um, I loved how they teased it. You were like, well, it's Luger in the end versus everybody. So cool. Luger's going to win. He's got to be the one to face Hogan. And then they swerve you with an NWO guy winning. I think it was a good move. I actually think that pretty much everybody in the crowd expected a WCW winner. So I think it was even better that it was the Giant. So, I mean, he just recently joined NWO. He's not going anywhere. Hmm. All right, man. What happened on Raw Nitro? All right, Nitro. They uh, begin with the recap of the Piper Hogan segment, obviously. Uh, and uh, announced there is a tournament to crown a new U.S. champ. We had a Piper down last night. There was a Piper down last night. Uh, Giant is holding the physical U.S. title, uh, but Flair was the champ. He's been injured, so they're having a tournament. Uh, the first And, man, they started off on the hot foot. Uh, they start with Arn Anderson and Lex Luger, who have already been feuding. Uh, it's the first round of this tournament to crown a new U.S. title champion. U.S. title champion, Jesus. Boo. Yeah. All right. Two uh, former U.S. champions as well. There you go. Uh, Arn Anderson's ribs are still taped up. Uh, mid-se- whole midsection's taped up uh, from last night. Uh, and right in the middle of the match, towards the end of the match, Giants in the crowd basically saying, go ahead and have your tournament. I'm the U.S. champion. <laughs> and the best part was Luger and Arn just kept wrestling while he was cutting this promo. <laughs> so I guess that's kind of good. I guess that's better than them stopping to just stare and gawk at him. Um but unfortunately, they end up on the floor. Luger gets the rack on. And here's the best part. The bell starts ringing as commentary saying, they're going to gonna they're gonna miss the 10 count. And then the bell just starts ringing. <clears throat> then you hear the ref counting fast, gets to 10, bell rings again. So apparently it was a double count out. Not because they both got counted out, just because they wanted to count them out twice. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> I think that's a quadruple. Quadruple is a compound <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we get uh, some recaps from last night. Uh, that's about it. NWO music hits. There's uh, a Bisco running down Shivani saying, no, "Don't you go running off again this time." Uh, it's Bischoff leading out the NWO. No Hogan. Um, Bischoff's mic doesn't work for like the first 10, 15 seconds. It sounded like he was in a bingo hall. It's hilarious. Um, basically, Bischoff calling out the WCW locker room, telling him you have 30 days to convert your WCW contract to an NWO contract. Uh, and then he does the line, you know, if you're, you're either with us or you're against us. Uh, calls out Piper saying, hey, you know, I'm the head of the, I'm, gonna, I'm one of the head executives for WCW and for NWO. So I'll find you if you get out of hand. Uh, next, the American males come out. Uh, it seems like they're still kind of, you know, arguing as they're doing it. And Bagel just comes out and is like, yeah, can I join? Can I join? And he joins and he takes out Riggs with a neckbreaker. Pretty cool. Uh, we're getting NWO chance and... I asked two, three weeks ago, when is Buff going to join? Because we're seeing the dissension. 
Couldn't there have been a better payoff than him just going, can I join, guys? Yeah, it was pretty weird. It was, I was like, after all that, couldn't you have at least turned on Scotty in a match? As opposed to you both going to the ring and look like a bunch of doofuses? Oh, yeah, I I just asked you, when is this going to happen? And when it happened, I went, But hey. We're we're getting close to the to the uh, Scott and Glacier's Bag- gonna show up soon. Scott and Buff show. I like when Bagwell was tooling around with Scott Steiner. That's true. Those were fun days. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about Glacier's gonna no. make his debut. No, there's still time for that too, though, because we got Canyon coming up too, and he had a feud with uh, Glacier. So, who better? Nice. That's hey hey. Thank you. Golf Thank plant. you. You know, I I know I'm I'm pretty good sometimes. Sometimes. All right. Uh next <laughs> You are such a disease. <laughs> I'm not even gonna tell you what this next match is. I'm gonna read the first note. God damn it. DDP versus Disco Inferno. Uh Disco's tights on the back say Lafreak. Lay who gives a fuck. Uh, DDP <laughs> jump starts it and uh, finishes it with a dude. I, you gotta give DDP credit. He's not just hitting the diamond cutter. He's finding different ways to get to it. Uh, it was a great off the rope spot. Every Does it, week, yeah, did it a quick reversal. It looked it re- looked really good. Uh, so yeah, that was nice. Gene gets in the ring with him um, post match. He DDP starts cutting his promo, and I'm looking at him. I'm like, this motherfucker must have had a whole bag of big league chew. Because that's one big wad of, and as soon as I said that, he stops and he just spits the gum out. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was a big piece of gum and you got tired of chewing it. Okay, all right, I'm not imagining things here. Um, yeah, he's putting his own finisher over, you know, and saying that's why the NWO wants him in. Uh, and Mean Gene is questioning his allegiance because he was friends with Hall, uh, brought in a hall into uh, WCW back in the day. He was tag partners with Nash and Bischoff's his neighbor. Uh, th- he thinks he's with the NWO. Uh, and <laughs> man, wisdom, wisdom nuggets from DDP. I wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. I mean, yeah, that makes sense, I guess. All right. It was weird. It's like a take on another thing. Isn't that a song lyric? Probably. Probably. Who knows? I yeah, don't know. But probably different. People do drugs. Uh, <laughs> cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we do another. Yeah, one. like I was going to put my feet up on his couch like it was something to do. <laughs> yes, I put my feet up on his couch. <laughs> you got money? You can always buy another couch. Look at my legs. Darkness. All right. Let's move on. Uh, we get a spot for the website. Zabisco says everything is on the web, and it's spider-friendly. Idiot. Uh, <laughs> next, we get Tony Pena versus Steven Regal. Uh, Regal's still the TV champ. Uh, Shivani and uh, Tanay are talking about... Oh, actually, no, we're still, uh, we're, we're still with Zabisco here. They're, they're saying that Regal is the only WCW champ left. Everybody else is NWO. And then, like, 10 seconds later, they're like, but Malenko's the cruiserweight champ. Okay, so he's not the only WCW champ. (laughs) 
Yeah, Regal wins with the Regal stretch. Healing it up. Still looks good, but, you know, not really much substance there. Uh, next we get Mean Gene with Rick Steiner. Loud noises. Because <laughs> that's, cause that's a said. Rick Steiner. Next segment. Yeah. Uh, NWO merch spot. After that, we had Conan versus Eddie Guerrero. Another first-round match for the U.S. title. Uh, Eddie hits a quick reversal for the pin. Uh, they tend to do that a lot with him. Uh, if it's not a meaningful match or if he's not going to win. Uh, or if he's, you know. Yeah, but it was just a quick reversal. Nothing nothing to write home about. Solid. You know, it's nice not to see. Not the frog him. splash. Yeah, not the frog splash. It was, uh, you know, just a quick one. And uh, it's good. It's good. You're seeing the very slow burn of him making his rise. It's pretty cool. Uh, all right. So now we're on hour two. Um, and they just do a highlight package from uh, World War IV. Uh, after that, we get Big Bubba uh, versus Rick Steiner. Uh, Rick says to the camera as he's coming out, he never thought he wouldn't be able to trust Sting. Uh, Sting is in the rafters. And must have heard what he said because this time it's Rick Steiner that gets the death drop and Bubba ends up getting the pin. I mean, Hey, Bubba got a win. Well, well, yeah, we'll take it. All right. Another on the road with Lee Marshall spot. I don't know why they keep doing those. Then we get psychosis versus Ray again, getting burned out on these cruiserweight matches. They just seem like time fillers. Uh, but Ultimo slash Ultimate or Ultimate Ultimo Dragon is watching from ringside. Ray hits a Rana uh, on a reversal from the top rope. Looked pretty nice. Uh, he gets the pin as soon as he gets the pin. Ultimate Ultimo Dragon heads to the back. But next, I think is a, it's a very subtle moment in the scope of the whole episode. Uh, but I think it's uh, definitely an important one. And I know it's one that you are excited to see. We get Gene on the ramp with Chris Benoit. And woman, basically both in like plains clothes, uh, leather. Uh, Benoit's got like the leather trench coat and like a uh, woman's dressed different than she has typically been. She's not wearing like that weird, you know, coat tail jacket. Uh, she's got like black leather pants and a black sweater. And basically just saying, uh, you know, I there's a spot on Saturday night where uh, Sullivan was going after Benoit. And you could see Benoit had a black eye in this segment. But... Uh, there was a spot where Sullivan kept kicking him on Saturday night, and woman said, if you kick him one more time, I'm leaving. And he said, I left a long time ago. So woman says, all right, well, that's fine. So basically woman, it was more of woman cutting a promo on Sullivan, and I think their divorce just got finalized or something because, yeah, she's with Chris now. So more to come but they on made that. it, like, real shoot-like for mm -hmm. the crowd that – the. It was, yeah. Oh, you're right. It's the it's the best segment of the week. I it, I loved it. Just knowing where it goes, yeah, it's craziness. Um, this is the uh, so uh, you know I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, having time to kill. Uh, they must have had a lot of time to kill because they replayed the entire Piper Hogan signing segment from World War Four. Um, the the entire thing start to finish. Uh, so, yeah, they must have had a lot of time. After that, we get Alex Wright versus Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett wins with a figure four. No big surprise there. Uh, we get a recap of the 60-man battle royale from last night. And then we end up with Faces of Fear versus Harlem Heat with Sherry. Uh, NWO comes down and beats everybody up. Couldn't see that one coming. No, that's not a sign of every week to come. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Thug life. All right. <laughs> uh, 
All right, we'll move on to Raw. And Raw starts off with fucking... Uh, dude, I think they went probably about 15 minutes. Maybe... Uh, yeah, I think they went about 15 minutes. It was Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. Fucking... Why is this, like, on a random Raw starting off the night? But, okay, I'll take it. It is so fucking refreshing to see those two work together. <sighs> so good. Unadvertised. So How did you guys not be like... Like, in the show we watched last week, they did not tell us that next week we'd be seeing Owen and Brett. Right? That uh, would have got people really watching. Seriously. Um, yeah, so uh, they're teasing HBK is uh, at Lothario's house. They actually show Lothario's wife showing him in. It was pretty fucking funny. Uh, but, you know, they're just setting up for a promo later in the night. Um so Bulldog's watching the match backstage. Uh, towards the end, Brett goes to put the sharpshooter on. Austin attacks him with the chair. Uh, Austin goes to Pilmanize Brett. Bulldog ends up running out and stopping him. And Bulldog's kind of arguing with Owen. They're like, yo, enough. It's your brother. Um, and Austin ends up attacking Bulldog with the chair. So uh, we kind of know what we're going towards. It's pretty cool to see it manifest like this, um, especially since at this point Owen still seems very reluctant to team up with his brother. Uh, but... I like where it's going. Oh, I love this. Oh God, isn't it's, it great? I've I've told you this before, but pre Attitude Era, WWF is my favorite of all time. That entire '97 summer run with Owen and Brett. That's why I was like, "Yo, get ready for a long season next season," because I'm not taking a break. <laughs> There's so much good shit, dude. There is. <laughs> so no, I'm. I you're right. I, I, this is already good stuff because it's writing on the wall right now and we're in november and they all don't start teaming up or being friends with each other till like april or may of 97 so they're doing a great job storytelling yep and there's some more players that are going to factor into this i can't wait till they show up oh yeah 100 percent. But, but we'll get there we'll get there uh, next, I saw I see Mankind coming out with Paul Bearer, and I'm like, okay, who's Mankind facing? And I'm like, oh, wait, the Executioner is fighting. Fuck. Uh, so, yeah, it's the Executioner versus Freddie Joe Floyd. Um, they announced that Taker and Executioner are going to be fighting at with – with, uh, the stipulation is Armageddon rules. Took to the end of the match before they actually explained what that is. Armageddon rules basically means, uh, I guess, an I quit match because there's – no DQ, no count out, no submissions, and unlimited pinfalls. And you don't win by getting more pinfalls. It's basically the guy who just quits, they say. So when I quit match. Am I getting this pay-per-view? <laughs> nope, because it has a stupid match between Undertaker and Executioner. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, Doc Hendricks is backstage talking that Owen and Bulldog are still arguing. He's trying to get – excuse me. He tried to get Stone Cold, but Stone Cold uh, – he said something about he used colorful language uh, and just walked off. Um, and then they, they tease it. You know, Hendricks tries to tease it. Oh, well, just because he left doesn't mean he won't come back. Okay. Well, thanks for ruining <laughs> that. Uh, so next, uh, we get the uh, HBK Lothario interview. It's a health update. Uh, you know, Lothario apologizes for causing uh, Sean to lose his title. Uh, and, and and I don't know if, if Sean is just – I mean, we know – his mental state, you know, looking back, we know where he was at this time. And I don't know if it was supposed to be part of the promo or if he just didn't want to do this because he just kept rolling his eyes. It was really weird. It didn't play into what they were talking about. Uh, so, Well, you do know that pretty soon that 
frown that was upside oh, down. Oh yeah, he loses flip. something. Oh yeah, oh he loses something. Yeah, April <laughs> I think. So yeah, we're getting. Oh there. no 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 no, February is it February? Yeah, the April. moment he should be doing the the payback to Brett. Yeah. Oh okay. He, he pusses out. Yep. You're right. Okay. I had that wrong. Uh, yeah, so basically, you know, Lawler's giving him shit, and he cuts a promo on Sid, and he even mentions Brett's name again, so that's cool, he's keeping him in the mix. Uh, they tell him he's gonna get his rematch, and then, like, right at the end of the interview, they, like, it's like the worst transition ever, because they just go to a split screen that shows Rocky Mayavia backstage, and then Sonny comes out. It was just really abrupt. Um, (laughs) Sonny gets her way up to commentary, and starts dancing with Vince. Good shit. Uh, after that, <laughs> before the match starts that they're prepping for, uh, we get our Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament. Sable versus Sonny. Sonny wins, but she gets disqualified for using gum to keep her figure attached to the base. So Sable moves on. And then Sonny punches the ref that's there. She was using that stuff all the way back then? Oh, G-U-M. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. You never know, man. Sunny days. Uh, <laughs> it's better than cloudy days. Um, where was I? Ew. And <laughs> <laughs> then it's WWE. It's so sticky. Anyway, it's. So <laughs> Ew, I'm fucking done. Oh my god. <laughs> We get Rocky Maivia versus Salvatore. I'm up here, you horse's ass. <laughs> Rocky Maivia versus Salvatore Sensuri. Uh, <clears throat> we get a little hype package. Not even a hype package, just a brief uh, pre-record from Lou Albano and Don Morocco basically putting over Rocky Maivia. Uh, so, you know, you're getting some of the older set uh, saying he's going to do better than his parents. And <laughs> Damn. Uh, I, I guess they got lucky with that one. I don't want to give them all the credit in the world, but, yeah, they nailed it. Uh, we get Doc Hendricks backstage again. He says he talked to Brett. He didn't want cameras in there. Uh, and Brett had mentioned that Austin is his one obstacle right now in WWF. Um, Rocky still using the shoulder breaker as his finisher. Pretty lame. Uh, but after so that, we get to see. devastating. <laughs> well, after that. Even more devastating was Sonny eye-banging Rocky Maivia. So there was that. Uh, and then we get a, a quick spot with Sable and Mero backstage. Uh, he's facing Billy Gunn tonight, basically talking about how Triple H is going to be at ringside. Um, and uh, another update from Doc Hendricks. He talked to Bulldog, who told Owen he is going to go after Austin. So, again, what I spoke to earlier. Uh, in our main event, you know, you open with Brett versus Owen and you close with Billy Gunn versus Mark Merrill. Okay, if you say so. Um, Triple H is on commentary, and after a while he starts stalking Sable. Merrill goes after Triple H, which gives Billy Gunn the advantage, and Triple H just gets in there and it's a DQ. And of all the people that make the sna- save, it's Jake the Snake. Uh, but the best part is he slides into the <laughs> ring, and then Billy Gunn and Triple H just beat the shit out of him. So then Marrow has to make the save on Jake. Okay. Well, Jake thought he was at a bar and he went to the wrong place. Well, that's what Lawler said, so maybe you're right. Uh, but, yeah, that's the <laughs> end of the episode. Oh, uh, God. Well, I think both shows are kind of on the same level. One just had two hours 
But one just had an hour more of cruiserweight shit. Really. Like you said, you keep going, ah, I'm not really sure I can keep being on board with, uh, like, a lot of these cruiserweight matches. Just They're just fillers. And Spot. at least Raw is getting to the point with one hour right now. Right. I'll, I will at least give them, uh, I'll give them that. But ladies and gentlemen, it's it's it. We are done with season three next week. One episode left. Next week we have a top topic. And it is going to be AEW three years in the books. Yes, they celebrated two years of Dynamite, but... One year prior was the beginning with uh, Double or Nothing, Moxley's uh, debut, and everything to become from there. But we are going to be talking the top 25 moments in AEW history, I guess if we can call it that, plus some other moments that we're going to talk about, well, our personal favorite moments of Season 3 that Maybe most of you don't even know exist. Maybe some of you do. And if you do, you should be sharing this fucking show. But we appreciate everything that you guys do. And when you do share this show, remember you have the opportunity to win our shirt. The first ever Top of Wrestling shirt. But next week we're back. We are here for the season finale. We'll also have... Little AEW news, a little bit of regular news, and even more from there. ODM will be doing his own final impression as he leaves the show. But before he does that one, this week he's going to leave us with his, well, favorite movie quote of the week. And this week he's going to do it in the form of my personal bring it to the table. I would love to hear a little James E. Cornette give us a farewell. My name is the Professor. I bid you a farewell. ODM as Cornette. Wow, there's lots of different types of Cornettes that I, you know, because on his podcast, he can be kind of. Oh, no, no, no. Hang on. I'm sorry. Hang on. You're right. Ladies and gentlemen, pissed off, didn't get the order right at McDonald's, Jim Cornette. Yeah, it was fucking awful. The wife was distraught. We left the little tyke in the funeral parlor all day. All day. You know, we went back at night, and apparently he'd been there all day along with the fucking corpse. He was okay, though. After two, three weeks, he came around and started talking again. Motherfucker! The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Fantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing, the analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com.
I'm leaving it as is. I'm fine with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, take a couple. Yeah, take this belt off. What? Why? Is that in your way? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this thing is solid. She's got a set of double D's. Hey, did you uh, like? Did you ever happen to see the time that Tiger posted like 15 pictures of her on that group? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen Jesus him. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah tell I me see, about it. I've seen him. <laughs> well, look at what I, lo- what I like, love about the belt. That's why I got the belt. He, he even got the crotch in, so, you know. Yeah, like, that's that's why I chose Big E. 